Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, friends, and welcome back. Happy Wednesday. How are we doing? I'm doing good. Um, I am recording this straight after Monday, so like nothing's changed, but I am, I'm so glad that you are back and that you're here for this episode. Uh, first, I forgot to do it at the beginning on Monday, so I can do it now. Thank you to Claire, who joined us on Monday to talk about emotional fitness. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed chatting to Claire again. Um, and I really find it interesting, you know, emotional fitness. I think in some ways, um, and mental well-being, maybe are kind of similar ideas and language is so interesting, isn't it? How we... Uh, talk about different things and, and have different interpretations of what something means. And it's why I always like to, when we're talking about a term, ask people what that means to them. What they mean when they when they use that phrase. So we can try and all be on the same page as much as possible because I think language is really, well, I guess it's the whole point of the questions, isn't it? Like mental well-being, what does it mean to you? It's It means different things to different people. And I think that's so interesting to explore um, and to see, because when we talk about one thing, we're maybe many different things. Anyway, <laughs> today uh, we are talking to Jasmine, who uh, joins us to talk about all kinds of amazing stuff. But life therapy is one of them, which is something that she will explain uh, that she created. So again, terminology. See, there is a reason for my <laughs> my ramblings, maybe. Um, but yeah, we had a, a lovely conversation and I really hope you enjoy it. And I will be back super quickly afterwards. Hi, everyone. And I'm really happy to welcome this week's guest, Jasmine, to the podcast. So Jasmine, welcome. And if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hello. My name is Jasmine Tarani and I am a life therapist. Awesome. Well, I'm so happy uh, to have you on the show and to sit down and chat with you. And I guess the first question that probably lots of people have is, what is a life therapist? Oh, there you go. So I invented the modality of life therapy, which is the combination of traditional psychotherapy and coaching with Eastern spiritual practices like mindfulness and meditation. And I actually work primarily with high achievers and I help them be as successful in their love life and their personal life as they are professionally. Awesome. And is that a common thing that the high achieving individuals have that they maybe focus so much on that professional domain that things in their personal life may be more challenging or not at the level that they'd like them to be? Exactly, exactly. To, to achieve the things that people often achieve in life, it takes a lot of mind and focus and being results oriented and a lot of amazing skill sets but it's often the the opposite of the skill set that's required to be in healthy relationships and to deal with one's own inner world right so i work basically with your personal life so that integrates your your relationships but also your relationship with yourself and your relationship with others so your self-confidence anxiety body image things that 
are deep within what's going on inside of you? And then how do you show up for other people as well? So it's like a whole different world for people who are action oriented, goal oriented and super mind focused to be able to deal with these other parts of themselves. Hmm. And I imagine that maybe if you've spent all that time focusing uh, in that way in your career, that making that shift to focus in a different way on your personal life can be quite uncomfortable and quite difficult to start with. Is that something that you found? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be. Because I'm a, a high achiever myself, I try to really create the framework so that your mind gets the understanding of what needs to be done, even though you're tapping into kind of more emotional parts of yourself, but it's, it's approaching the emotion, the more emotional side of yourself with the clarity that a more goal oriented mind requires. Yeah. Amazing. And I, I guess, um, I wonder if we could just spend a moment on the, um, the difference between psychotherapy and coaching, uh, cause that's something that, that sometimes can come up that coaching isn't therapy and, and what the difference is between oh, that's them. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I like to think that first of all, coaching isn't an actual standardized, uh, profession currently, at least in our country. So basically anybody can call themselves a coach. So it's not like, um, like a, you know, an, a recognized profession at this point, I'm sure at some point there will be, and there's lots of coaching programs, but so that's, that's one distinction. So psychotherapy is mostly about understanding why you think and feel the way you do and understanding kind of the history, the background as to what makes you feel and think the way you do, which inherently affects how you behave because your behaviors are based on your thoughts and your feelings. Right. And so the basis is that if we can kind of get to the root of why you think and feel the way you do, then you can start to make some shifts. And so it, it kind of integrates you as a whole person going back into your history, understanding your relationships with your parents and and what made you how you are today. Whereas coaching is less about your history and more kind of goal oriented and future oriented towards just like results and getting it there. The reason I like to integrate them both is because oftentimes, you know, we know what to do. We can come up with goals all day long. Like, you know what it takes to have a healthy body. It's that what keeps us from actually doing it is, is oftentimes a deeper process. So I like to be able to integrate the two of them. And then adding the mindfulness and meditation is like a whole nother level of, of connection to spirituality, soul, spirit, God, however you understand it. If you want, not everybody loves that part but most of my clients actually do really value that and learning how to connect more divinely and deeply in the ways that are most suitable and helpful for your progress amazing so it sounds like you can really tailor your approach to the individual that you're working with and kind of what's going on for them and I, I find it really interesting the blend it's something in my own personal kind of professional development that I ultimately want to get to and on a personal level I um, am in psychotherapy and working with a coach so it's interesting I have them mm. as two separate things and so it's mm. interesting that kind of integrated yeah, you know, and it depends. People come in with one thing and then and then we go into their past and we understand and then they, we kind of shift gears towards something else and we get super action oriented and focused. So it's nice to have a lot of tools in my toolbox, depending on what people are needing in the moment. Yeah, okay, it sounds amazing. And I would love to explore a new project that you said you're working on, which uh, obviously um, uh, probably this episode is going to come out sometime kind of early 2021. And who knows? to be honest, what the world will look like then. 
Um, but, but 2020 has been an interesting ride and, you know, we're all really in this kind of virtual space a lot more. So I wonder if you could tell us about this exciting project that you've got. Going yeah, on. I'm, I'm super excited about it. So essentially, my sentiment is that high achieving women, we we would love to have we crave connections with like minded women and people who are on our wavelength and who people who are personal growth oriented and have depth and authenticity and who inspire us and who can challenge us. But nowadays it's so hard to find amazing women, new friends, right? You have all the people you've had your whole life, but to find new friends who are, who are growing and, and interesting in the ways in which you're growing and evolving is hard to find. And then if you actually do find them is the amount of time and energy that it takes to actually develop new friendships is really hard. And so we want to have these connections, but the amount of work that it takes to actually create them is challenging. So I've decided to make that process easy. And so I have created a, a virtual, an intimate virtual society of world changing women. And this project started just about two months ago and I've created a whole app and community, online community. We already have 70 members on it and they're all amazing, incredible women. And the premise is that we connect with one another and we grow and challenge ourselves and we create connections and growth together. Oh, it sounds amazing. And I, I love the, the name of it. And I think it kind of made me think of, and I know it's it's um it's a different kind of setup. It's that kind of like peer development peer support thing which I think is definitely I know in the UK like a growing thing in the well-being space but it's got that friendship but also that having people you can connect with who are on a similar kind of journey to you and so you can have that that kind of peer support whereas other friends as you said that you might have had your whole life you might have lots of shared interests but they might not kind of get the personal development journey that you're on. Exactly, exactly. And also I think that the thing that I often think about is that I'm an expert in my field, right? So if you want to talk about relationships and confidence, anxiety, body image, those are the things that I can help you with. However, if you want to talk to me about my stock portfolio, or if you want to talk to me about politics or history or holistic medicine or whatever. There's all these different areas of expertise that I know little about. And so what's nice about this is that in the profile, everyone shares the ways in which we can give, which are the skills that we can share with one another. And we also share the ways in which we want to grow. So the areas that we want to work on, and then we actually set up individual calls with one another. Everyone commits to being open to giving two calls a month and getting two calls a month so that we can have one-on-one -on -one actual connections with people who can support us. So, cause the idea is like, whenever you have an issue, it's so nice to have a friend who's an expert in that field. You know, like if you have a problem and your friend's a doctor, they're the first person you call versus looking on Google and finding other people. So the idea is to be part of a community of women who already have this preconceived understanding and notion that this is our this is our dynamic. I, I like to think of it as like a, a Yelp social club for high achieving women who who value personal growth with a therapist twist on creating connections more easily. Yeah, because I guess if um you know people are opting into it, there's already that kind of shared understanding and um shared interests and, and perspective and then having those those calls that you're giving and getting and I think that 
that idea of sharing knowledge and supporting each other that can be really rewarding obviously on a growth level if you're the one receiving the kind of information but also right. on a giving a giving exactly level. Yeah. yeah it 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 hits a lot of your needs right we, the need for connection mm-hmm. the need for contribution the need for growth and then actually there's there's a, a community a calendar where we all can host our own events. So I host virtual gatherings for the members to get to know each other, to have masterminds, to have more intimate interactions on kind of a a small group level and little breakout rooms. But anybody can host their own events. So if you're a nutritionist or if you're a tax accountant or lawyer or whatever, an estate attorney, you can host your own events. If you're a meditation coach, you know, you host your own gatherings as well. So, and it's all virtual. So therefore we're all, we can be building our businesses together. Obviously we, people love to refer people that they know and trust and we can develop relationships together and we can grow as, as individuals. So it kind of hits all of those, those core needs that we have. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it sounds great. So having only launched, I think you said two months ago to already have uh, this really engaged uh, group. Um, yeah, no, I'm very, I'm very excited. It seems like we're, we're starting to get things moving. So it's, it's, it's very exciting and, and, um, but it's, and it's invite only. So then we have to start finding people who we're going to start inviting to join us. Oh, that sounds so awesome. And, and we'll at the end kind of come back to sharing the details so that people uh, can find if they're interested in, and all of that. But I wonder if we could just broadly talk a little bit more about friendships because it's something as an adult, can be so difficult and I think you you sort of said about you know the one of the ideas with this is about having those really connected authentic Mm -hmm. friendships and relationships so I wonder if you have any advice kind of more broadly on how we can have these really deep meaningful authentic friendships yeah that's a great question I think that oftentimes communication is either internal or external right so we either talk about the external world of oh what'd you do where'd you go how was it like that kind of thing and talk about other people or other situations that are kind of outside of ourselves and then there's conversations where it has to do with our inner world which how did you what do you think about that how did you feel about that and kind of bringing somebody into what your personal experience is of of the world and your life And what happens is that when we have these external conversations, it feels much harder to get to know someone and feel connected with them. And so the more willing we are to have these kind of internal sharing and these more open communications, the more connected we feel with other people. And so that's, that's really the part of this community is that that's what's most encouraged is having these more, more inner conversations that are geared towards authentic connection that, that create actual, a, a real sense of knowing one another and a real sense of, of unity that, that doesn't come from like, oh, the, the more superficial or external conversations. And, and I would imagine from uh, where I've had these kind of conversations before on a group basis, and not only are you getting to know the other person at a deeper level, but actually through that, you get to know yourself at a deeper level as well. Exactly, because you're reaching out to individuals because you want to grow or learn in some way. So you get to grow with them, you get to be more open and they get to support you and challenge you and whatever you need to work on. And then somebody you can give pay it forward when somebody reaches out to you and you can help somebody else. So and then and then at, at that point, there, it's like it's hard to reach out to like a stranger for no reason. You know, like you seem awesome. Can we be friends? Like it, it, it in theory sounds lovely, but who has the time for that? Right. So if you have a reason to be connecting primarily, which helps you create that connection on the 
on the upfront, then then at least you have that connection if you want to build on it or meet again or introduce some, them to somebody else. I mean, also so much of business and professionalism is it's who knows you, right? It's not just about who you know, but who knows you. And so the more people that you are connected with, the the more beneficial it is in your life and the the type of people that you're connected with and the the values that they have and the things that they do also influences your life. I, there's a quote that says something like, your life is a direct reflection of the five people that you spend the most time with. Hmm. And I think that that's really true. You have to look at the people in your life and you become the expectations of your peer group. So this is kind of like upgrading your peer group. Yeah, I, I love that quote that <laughs> when it comes up, because yeah, you kind of think about the values um, and, and the people that you're around, because I think we do kind of absorb stuff from the people in our uh, in our network and and from what you just said there it's although it's about kind of friendship and, and connection all of that there is that kind of professional side of it as well those those connections that could lead to uh, other opportunities um so for people who are high achieving and have got these really passionate kind of purposeful careers and drives it's kind of hitting so many things Oh, totally. Exactly. And for me, it, it's make friends, make money, make a difference. Like we can do it all mm. together. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I wish you so much luck with it. It sounds Thank you so, so much. I'm excited. It's going to be yeah. great. Yeah. And, and before we move on to my set questions, I ask everyone, I wonder if you have a final thought on life therapy, friendships, um, the virtual space we're in at the moment, or just generally um, on life, um, a final thought you want to share with us? I mean, I really think that this time is a beautiful time for real deep reflection and getting to know yourself. And so for me, when people say, you know, what do you do is my, my profession is, is just about love. It's how do I, how do we love ourselves better? So we can love each other better and the better we can understand ourselves. And then the better we can love ourselves, the better we are at creating those connections with other people. Amazing. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd love to dive into my set questions and to hear sure. your thoughts on these. Awesome. All right. Yeah, the first one is what brings you joy in your life? Oh, that's a good question. What brings me joy? Um, connection is, is the most important thing, I think, for me that brings me most joy. I love feeling connected with my children, my husband, um, my loved ones. And, you know, for me, like, having real intimate conversations where people are learning and growing always like lights me up and gets me excited. That's, that's one thing. Um, and then I love being outside uh, by the water in warm weather and sky, kind of like sky, water, warm weather is, is my jam and dancing. If you want to put awesome music on and we can dance by the water, that's like when I'm with awesome humans that I love to be around who are having interesting conversations and who want to play and dance. That's like my, my ultimate moment. That sounds amazing. And uh, <laughs> I'm just looking out my window. Into, like, <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> I always feel bad with my clients who are all over the place when I'm in Miami. At least they don't see the, the, the water that I'm staring at on the back side of the computer. When they're all bundled well, up I, and I'm in my tank top, I always put on extra yeah. clothes just to pretend. <laughs> well, I, I grew up near the sea and I, I live a bit more inland at the moment like relatively for the UK I mean it's not like kind of middle of the US kind of inland right um, but I do still um I haven't been this week but go wild swimming in the river which is 
cold. <laughs> oh my goodness, no, cold water, water is not, does not get me excited. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm just trying to, just trying to like, you know, imagine it's, you know, tropical. <laughs> yes, tro- tropical is my preference. However, I, I do, do love exploring and having new experiences. So it's, it's a different, a different experience. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. And then my second question, and this one's always um, a fun one because sometimes it's quite similar, sometimes it's quite different. And so we'll see how it goes. Um, And that's what makes your life meaningful? What makes my life meaningful? That's a beautiful question. Um, Well, I think the, the realization that life is meaningless and we actually attach meaning to everything. And so it's really up to us to decide what things mean. So... I actually, one of, you know, the, the greatest gifts from my mother is, is the belief system that everything happens the way that it's supposed to. So that whenever life is showing up in challenging ways, the meaning that I make of it is that my soul is supposed to be growing and learning in this moment. And then I learn how to embrace, embrace my challenges with a sense of almost um, optimism and excitement because because I have such a high value I'm, I'm growing that it makes it makes my challenges more fun so it's it's understanding one that nothing is really has meaning but choosing to make the meaning of it that serves me most yeah that's awesome so my next two questions are linked uh, are, are kind of related to our overarching topic of the podcast which is all around mental well-being so the first question is what does mental wellness mean to you I think that it's really important to realize that there we all have both what people would consider positive feelings and what people consider negative feelings, right? Comfortable feelings and uncomfortable feelings. And the goal is not to just only have comfortable feelings. The goal, I like to think of it like if you if you see your inner space like a glass, right? It's both half full and half empty simultaneously. And most people think, oh, you need to be an optimist and you need to see the glasses half full and just focus on the parts of it that are good. Or some people are who are realists or pessimists are stuck in like the, the uncomfortable feelings of all the things that aren't, aren't working or could be better. But the goal of all of it, in my opinion, is to become the glass, is to create, to access the space within yourself where you're unconditionally accepting of all of the amazing, wonderful feelings that we experience, and also to equally lovingly embrace all of the pained, uncomfortable feelings we have and not try to wish them away or, or hate them away or think that they're wrong, but actually love them and take care of them until they're soothed so that they pass through you organically, but not that you necessarily are wrong for having them because we don't expect our bodies to be healthy without effort. And we don't, ex- we can't expect to not have uncomfortable feelings inside of us because we're human. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, especially as I think, you know, when you are talking about kind of meaning and seeing challenges as um, kind of opportunities, sometimes people can think about you're kind of falling into that, that habit of everything's positive, but yes, um, that's a very good point. It's not everything's positive. I, I actually, because most of my clients are high achievers they happen to be positive mm-hmm. and they actually don't have much much space for their pain and they're really disconnected from their pain and so part of the the journey is to embrace your pain and your uncomfortable feelings those who are like hang out in the half glass full space need to go through the half empty place to access the glass and those who are in the half empty need to go go through the half full to access the glass 
because it's not people who are avoiding a part of themselves are are, are missing the point is because you can't selectively numb yourself. So if you are numbing something, then you are numbing everything. And so the idea is to actually fully experience yourself and unconditionally accept all that you are as a way to find your actual freedom. Mm, amazing. I love that. And so then my follow-up is always for yourself, what you do to look after your, your mental well-being. So how are you yeah, kind of embrace everything and uh, become the glass for yourself? <laughs> You know, for me, I am highly committed to my inner journey and I'm always reflecting and meditating and, and, you know, I have a self-care practice and I exercise, you know, five days a week and I meditate five days a week. And I, you know, it's part of my lifestyle. It's not like a, 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 you know, extreme thing, but it's just like simple enough that I can do it every day and, and maintain it. But for me currently, um, I've realized that my emotional home is guilt. Like the emotion that I often come back to is guilt. And then I feel guilty all the time. And I had no idea how frequently I felt guilty. And that by being guilty, it made me feel like I was a good person. Like, so things like that, like currently I'm working on my emotional well-being by not letting myself make decisions based in guilt and actually owning my desire to be selfish and all the things that I judge in others, I've learned to realize that are parts of myself that I judge. And so if I'm judging selfish behavior in someone else, it's because I don't actually let myself have selfish thoughts or, or behaviors. And that's, that's a disservice to my own humanness. So right now I'm really focusing on, if I notice a judgment in myself, I'm like, Ooh, I actually probably want to do some of that. And I've been really, ironically, like I became a vegetarian when I was 10 years old. I basically never drank from the time I was 16. And now I'm, I'm letting myself indulge in, in things that I would feel guilty about or have rules about. I'm actually embracing the pleasures and the joys of life that I had always had some rigid, more, more rigid or like, um, rules or opinions about that, then now I'm, I'm starting to be more accepting and embracing of. Oh, that's amazing. What enjoy, <laughs> enjoy embracing them. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely fun. It's, it's, I mean, it's an interesting time, you know, it's a super challenging time and everyone's got opinions and everyone has, it's a very divisive time, at least in my country. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I'm, I'm taking on that challenge to actually do and be my fullest self. Amazing. So my next question is uh, often a bit of a challenge, but we'll see. And uh, that is, can you describe your own mindset? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that that's really what it is. This whole idea of the glass is, is really learning how to love, which when I say love, I mean, unconditionally accept all of the parts of me right? Which are, there's the beautiful, amazing, wonderful parts that make me super awesome. And then there's the pain, sad, lonely, insecure parts that also deserve love and attention. And understanding that that's where real confidence comes from, that confidence isn't not having those parts of yourself. Confidence is the ability to know that it's okay that those parts exist, to take care of those parts, and to understand that the the owning of it and the embracing of it is when you actually get to evolve and learn and grow beyond them. 
I think that's such an important point about confidence because I think sometimes we can fall into that trap of if there's any of that doubt or fear or whatever we're like well I'm not confident <laughs> but actually like you just said it's they can still be there and it's so. exactly and I think it's important to realize that we can be confident in certain things and insecure in other things and it doesn't mean we're not a confident person right it's like mm-hmm. if you're a novice at something you've never done it before if you're getting on a tennis court and you've never hit a tennis ball like you are not, are not going to be confident but it doesn't mean you're not a confident person it doesn't you're not confident at that and that I think oftentimes if we feel like we should know something or we should be good at something. It's, it's creating an unrealistic expectation of ourselves. It's like traveling to a new city and expecting to know your way around. Like you're not supposed to know your way around yet. And so the, the letting it be okay to be uncomfortable in unknown territory and making it like, that's why I love traveling is because I don't know my way around. And then it is all an adventure, right? It's like, Ooh, where are we going to go today? What's going to happen? I don't know how to get there. And then the whole experience of figuring it out is the fun of it versus the frustration of like, why don't I know where I am? And well, it didn't happen the way I expected it to. And I shouldn't have known better. It's like, no, you've never been here before. I think that's such a great example because I think if we kind of think, Oh, I've never been to, such and such place we wouldn't expect to just be able to know where everything is but with other things in our life we kind of do expect to just be able to do it or good at it right or something's wrong with us if we're not good at it it's like no you're not supposed to be good at it yet be kind to yourself Yeah. yeah absolutely so the next question is my favorite question to ask um, because I'm a bit nosy slash curious. But I, <laughs> um, so I ask everyone that comes on to leave us with one to three top tips of things that we could try out in our life that have um, a massive or could have a massive impact. So do you have a top one to three tips for us? Ooh, <sighs> let me think. One to three tips that could have a massive impact. Have you heard of the Hopono Ono? I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. The yes. Hawaii. That's a good one. Yes. Um, mm. There's, there are, for those of listeners who aren't aware, there's these four phrases that came from Hawaii and look it up because I'm going to misquote it. But essentially, I think of them as softening phrases um, that when you say them either to yourself, to another person or to the divine, it just feels they they open you and help you feel more connected either to yourself or others or your divine connection. And the four phrases are thank you, or, I'm sorry, thank you, please forgive me, and I love you. And so just getting in the habit of saying those even to yourself uh, really start to open up your energy in a powerful way. Um, and one more thing that if you gave me one to three, um, Another thing that has been monumental in, in my work, in my relationships, in my life is I like to think of communication as a bridge and that we're both on different sides of the bridge and that when we're communicating, our job is first to go to the other person's side of the bridge and to actually listen, to actually hear what they're saying, to be sincerely, lovingly curious to fully get what they're saying. Right. And then to clarify, to make sure, okay, is this what you said? I understand. And make sure that they feel heard before then inviting them to your side of the bridge and understanding that when we both plant ourselves on our own sides of the bridge, then we can't actually communicate with one another because nobody's learning how is no one's listening to the other person. So the, the more that we get in the habit of going to the other person's side of the bridge, being a really good intentional listener and then inviting them to before 
going to your own side of the bridge is then making sure that they're ready to and they're interested and they want to know what's going on on your side of the bridge and then sharing what's going on with you. I love all of your analogies. There. Thanks. I know I have lots of them. <laughs> I'm just imagining like, you know, if you're standing at your side of the bridge and you're trying to like shout across at the other person and you just hear this like garbled message and you think right. you've understood what someone's saying, but you don't really know. And it's, and it's that, I guess, you know, when you cross to their side, it's that, you know, you're curious if you've, if you've crossed over there and the other person's kind of welcoming that person in to understand. And it's, yeah, I just love it. Great. <laughs> yeah, and, and and the willingness to go there first, right? Because oftentimes we focus more on being heard than actually listening. So I think that developing a, a really good skill of listening is very valuable. Yeah. And then that brings us to our final question, which people can find you online if they want to connect with you. And then if you can give us the reminder of your, your um, intimate virtual society and where people can find that. Well, wonderful. So at this point, my website is my name, jasminetarani.com. So hopefully you will have that written out. It's J-A-S-M-I-N with no E, Tarani, T-E-R-R-A-N-Y.com. You can find me on Instagram at jasmine underscore Tarani, J-A-S-M-I-N underscore Tarani, T-E-R-R-A-N-Y. And like I said, it's an invite only society. So if it's something that you feel would be um, that you'd be interested in, just shoot me a DM on Instagram and, um, and we'll get connected and see if it's a good fit. Awesome. And we'll absolutely link in the show notes to your website and your Instagram. Uh, so people can find you that way as well. Wonderful. Oh, Jasmine, thank you so much for joining Thank you us. so much. This was lovely. I enjoyed speaking yeah. to you. Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. Of course. Take care. So thank you again to Jasmine for joining us. And I think this is a really interesting topic, friendships as an adult. Um, and I guess particularly at the moment, you know, when we are in, in a lockdown or have been in a lockdown, and maybe some of the places that we would have met people might be more difficult, you know. So if I kind of think about as an adult where I've made friends um, at work, so I have some friends uh, from work, um the gym but at the moment we can't really talk to anyone at the gym um a few people from uh maybe other interests and and kind of hobbies and stuff um and actually I have made some friends through the podcast uh so a couple of people that have been on the show before Jess and Natalie that have been on who I still kind of connect with and have virtual coffees because we've never met in person because they live in Canada um, so that's been really nice to um, to make those connections. And whereas I've, I've got other people that I've connected with on the show that um, that we that we talk, that we um, connect with, collaborate with. Um, but I guess those two examples are where we kind of edged beyond just being like connections and collaborations into friendship, I would say. Hopefully they'd agree. <laughs> but that's a complicated thing as well, isn't it? It's like, oh, are we friends? Are we, are we not? Ooh. Um, but also a couple through um other things that I've that I've met uh online. So um I'm in a couple of online communities tied to similar interests. So there's one uh, from a magazine that I that I read. I was about to say listen to, but I don't I read. <laughs> and um and so I've made some connections through that, which has been great. So 
there are other ways, but I think it can be difficult. And I feel like um, there was a phrase I read the other day about friendship, about seasonal friends. Um, This idea that we have seasons of our lives where we might have these really intense friendships, but they're quite time limited maybe to that particular season. And, you know, I didn't make many friends at university. I was depressed through the whole time, which I think didn't help. Um, but I had a few friends and it, that quite intense friendship that when we then went on to the rest of our lives, um, I didn't really sustain so much. Um, I have some friends that I met working while I was at university who I still see and uh, still connected to. But I think, you know, I think it's, it can be sad when, um, when friendships end. And I feel like I have some people in my life or who were in my life who is, we're not so close and and that's that's quite sad that you know maybe our lives are just on different trajectories maybe they were seasonal friendships um I also and I don't know if this is just me I also sometimes wonder about the impact of my mental health on friendships that my my default can be to to withdraw um and to keep to myself when I'm not in a good space and the impact that that maybe has and being neurodiverse and maybe socially anxious and and the impact that has and I sometimes wonder if I'm the reason that friendships are broken down but then you know that could just be my own little gremlin in my head <laughs> um it's complicated I think and um you know and, and then when you meet people that whole um are we going to hang out? Are we going to have coffee? And I did remember having a very awkward but quite wholesome conversation with someone on a, a training course where it was like, are we are we friends? Are we, <laughs> are we friends? And I guess it, it feels awkward to say to someone, are we friends? Can we, can we be friends? I would really like to be friends. But actually, if you can get over that awkwardness, then it does kind of establish, yeah, like, yeah, we can be friends. Or they might just be like, you're strange. But to be honest, I am quite weird. And for someone to be my friend they need to kind of be on board with that and accept me as I am so really if I'm asking a socially awkward question and that puts them off then that's not to be it is a whole tricky thing so um I really wish Jasmine well with her community uh as a way of making friends who have got similar interests to you um and is on a similar kind of um life path I guess or, or trajectory um but if you're if you're listening to this, my little ramblings of friendship, I um I would really love to know if you have got any tips of uh, making friends as an adult, um particularly during a pandemic. Um, if you've got anything, uh, <laughs> any advice, any tips that you want to share with me and share with the community, I would love to hear them. So probably the easiest is to connect with us on social media probably Instagram so at Psyche Coaching P-S-Y-K-H-E Coaching tag us in a story tell us what you thought of the episode and let us know uh, your top tip and we can share them and maybe all make some new friends if you want to I think also there's um you know I see sometimes people I went to school with who have massive seemingly tight-knit friendship groups from school um and then you might just have a couple of people who you are really close to in your life that you've kind of picked up throughout life. And I think it's, again, so personal, isn't it? It might be that you are someone that um, maybe is more of an extrovert who really wants to have 
a massive network of friends um, that you're really close to or friends for different situations and you might just want a few close friends like kind of soul sistery type uh, people or brothers or however they want to call siblings soul siblings so yeah and I think I guess the key is about how connected you feel and how much you have a sense of belonging and connectedness and all those great things that come with friendship and if you're kind of happy where you're at then that's awesome uh if you're feeling a bit lonely or that you know you wish you had people to to do certain things with then maybe those tips are useful but um I could uh well always chat and waffle along (laughs) to you and and share my thoughts but I'm gonna round up now because I feel like that is enough um so we will be back next week with two more fab fab episodes so really hope you join us again then Uh, If you enjoy the show, please do consider rating, reviewing and sharing with a friend um, or someone else. It really helps us reach more people, uh, which is fab. We'd really love to just share this message of of whatever it is, (laughs) well-being, mental health, non-judgment, accepting, uh, self-kindness, whatever uh, that we have going on here. So please do uh, share, rate, review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I would really appreciate it. That's everything for this week. Until Monday, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.